0: What's up, guys? Welcome to Weighing In with Worm, a podcast focused on wrestling here in Dubuque County. I'm your host, Worm Buffelli, and I just want to thank you for joining me. By pressing play, you're probably wondering what to expect out of this podcast. Great question. I'm glad you asked. We're going to sit down with some of the greatest wrestlers out of Dubuque County over the last 10 years. As the season gets closer, we're going to sit down with local area head coaches and talk about the upcoming season. When wrestling begins, that's where the fun begins. I want to sit down and talk wrestling to you like the smart wrestling fan you are. I'm not talking just box scores. I want to talk rankings, head-to-head competition, big duel events like the County Clash, the Cascade Invite, Ma'koka to Invite, the Bobcat Duels. College, we'll talk lore, We'll talk UD. Division one programs is something that you want to talk about. We can bring that in as well. I want to do roundtable discussions where I bring in some of my buddies from around Dubuque County and just sit around and talk wrestling like who you do without a microphone. So that'd be something super exciting that you guys can be a part of as well. Do you want to talk the general talk of history of Dubuque County wrestling? Guys, I grew up in Dubuque County my entire life. I wrestled at Cascade. I went to Loris and competed, coached at Waller for about 10 years, and currently coaching at Dubuque Wrestling Club. So this whole thing has been in my blood my entire life. Guys like Will Kelly, Gannon Greml, Max Lyon, Cliff Moore, Boone McDermott, Braden Burt, you name it, I want to talk about them as well. So, thank you so much for joining me. If you want to follow me on social media, go to at WormsWayIn on Instagram. That's at WormsWayIn on Instagram. That way, you can see upcoming episodes, our takedowns of the week, our wrestlers of the week, and any other additional wrestling content that you guys would want to see. So, thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate everything. Let's enjoy this ride together. Before we get started, I wanna talk about power. Not electric power, not solar power. The power you have to use to get your lawn and driveway ready for anything. Are you tired of using your power to push that mower up and down the lawn? When winter time comes, are you tired of using the power of your lower back to move that snow so you can get to the wrestling tournament on time? If you are, go no further than Raider Outdoor Power, located in Key West on 2580 Rockdale Road. The good folks at Raiders will make sure that you are set up this season to get your lawn looking like a pro level golf course, or to get that snow off your driveway so fast that you can get ready for your day. Stop out at Raiders, have Steve and to take care of you, and we'll be able to help you guys out as well. Raider Outdoor Power. Whether you're looking to restore rusty old metal parts to like new condition, or protect brand new components with durable, attractive, long-lasting finishes, Lane's Custom Steel, located in Benton, Wisconsin, can help with metal finishings and metal coatings. Offering a full range of custom metal restoration using powder coating for individuals and businesses. Our powder coating process will transform everything from auto parts and outdoor furniture to everyday household fixtures. Email lanescustomsteel at gmail.com. That's lanes, L-A-N-E-Z, customsteel at gmail.com. Coaches, are you looking for new warm-ups for your team, a fan shop for your fans, something local, but also high quality? Don't waste any more time and email Jeremy at X-Grain Sportswear. Located in Piazza, Iowa, X-Grain Sportswear will make sure that you have custom mock-ups done and fast, and when your orders come, you're going to get the highest quality products with custom personalization at a fraction of the cost of the leading brands. Email Jeremy at xgrain.com today and make your mark. Thank you for tuning in. My first episode of Weighing In with Worm. I got Boone McDermott from Wallert Catholic High School here in Dubuque. Boone wrestled at Dubuque Wallert, graduating class of 2018. While he was at Wallert, he was a three-time state pl- or two-time state placer. Took third as a junior, won it as a senior, pinned his way through the state tournament at 220 pounds. Finished off his college or his high school career ranked number 10 in the country. During that time, that summer, he doubled All-American at Fargo with a third place in Greco and a third place in freestyle. Also won the Gagarian Award for most falls at the Junior National Tournament. If you know what that means, that's a huge deal. Boone went, went on to wrestle at Iowa Central where he was a Junior College National Champion in 2020. He just graduated from Rutgers University where he was a D1 National Qualifier at heavyweight and he's finishing his final year at Oregon State University. Boone, what's going on, man? How's it going? I'm doing good. Awesome. Well, I just want to start right off the gate, man. You know, going to Oregon State. You know, you started off. You know, you never really like being close to home. You, you know, you go to Fort Dodge, three hours away. Then you go to the East Coast. Now you're out west. So, what's the story behind that?
1: Yeah, you know, I always, I always grew up, you know, with my parents telling me, you know, do your best to outreach and expand your network and. Um, you know, professionally and career developmentally wise, for me, it was a good move to get out to New Jersey and really learn a new way of, of living and and wrestling at that. Um, and honestly, I didn't really have a ton of close options that I I was too fond of. And that was always the goal was to get out of Iowa and and experience something new. Okay. So then Oregon state though, I mean,
0: obviously you're, you're literally going from one coast to the other coast. Why Oregon state?
1: Yeah, you know, I graduated, so I've got my degree. Um, I finished out the terms of my my contract with Rutgers, and um, you know, a change of scenery I felt could be beneficial to my wrestling.
0: Of course, you know, you definitely see that, especially now in the transfer portal. You know, guys that just you know, especially in this COVID year, you have the ability <laughs> to you know go out you know and try something different for one year with literally you know no no real penalties, you know couple years ago where you would go out and get in the transfer portal you might have to sit out of here now you can go and work out with new partners and that's got to be pretty exciting
1: yeah I think it's a unique opportunity um, I, I know there's a lot of uh, different views on it especially given the current state of the name image and likeness laws changing um, I know some coaches are kind of doing that the wrong way and um, you know me personally though I, I think for someone like me who You know, always wanted to get out of state, Uh, went to Rutgers, got a degree, and, you know, decided to do what was best for me for my last year. It just made the most sense. Of course, yeah.
0: So, let's just, you know, we started at the front. We're going to go back to the beginning. You know, tell me about how how you got started in wrestling.
1: Uh, Yeah, you know, I was was a real wiry kid. I've always had, you know, some pretty severe ADHD. So, I was always bouncing off the walls and getting into trouble. And um, eventually, my parents... You know, knew they had to find me a new hobby to do that could tame it down a little bit, and uh, wrestling was was that key. Um, my oldest brother kind of dabbled in it a little bit for Hempstead at the time, um, and so we kind of saw an opportunity and took it, and I ended up just falling in love with it right away. Of course, you know
0: I can get a little personal here if you don't mind. You know, I still remember the first time I saw you um, when I was coaching at Waller. It was My first year, we were co we were wrestling at. There was a little kids tournament at Waller, and all of a sudden I see this little buzzed head, little sawed off, little badass, black rulons, black Nike socks, singlet jacked up, and I just I, just, I smacked Greg uh, Greg Vance in his chest, and I said, "Hey, who's that kid?" And he just looking goes, "Oh, that's Boone McDermott," and I went, "Okay," and I just all of a sudden I just watched you just run through this tournament. I'm like, "Wow, this kid is special," and but you know along the way though. You definitely saw some, you know, some ups and downs. You know, at one point, I believe you were number one in the country as a youth, and then things got a
1: little rocky wrestling-wise. You want to talk about that? Yeah. So you know, I think a lot of people uh, have this idea that these kids who are studs when they're super young, you know, it's it's hard to keep it going, and then you know, when you really factor into, hey, what's going on in his personal life or his family life and things like that. Um, there were some situational things that were happening. I had some small injuries and then um, you know some some inner family issues that that were being dealt with at the time and I actually took a couple of years off I think it was like two and a half three years off of wrestling um, from like you know six end of sixth grade till freshman year of high school. Um, you know I think at the time you go from feeling invincible, the number one kid in the country to not even wrestling anymore. Um, kind of take a, takes a hit. Uh, I'm thankful and proud though that I was given the opportunities I was given to go to Wallert and you know have a good class and good a good schooling and you know a great team um, that really put the hurts on a lot of kids my last year and over the years there. So for me it was a it was a it was a tough time. You know things happen and given the circumstances I think that was the only option. Of course, yeah. And when you got to
0: Waller, you know, you even had some struggles in the beginning. You know, if I remember correctly, you started off your freshman year on JV.
1: Yeah, so I was just being a baby in all reality. Um, I didn't want to cut weight. And, you know, prepubescent Boone weighing 150 pounds at five foot three just doesn't make much sense. Uh, so once I kind of got my, my stuff together and figured it out a little bit, I, I cut the weight I needed to and took the spot that I wanted.
0: Okay, awesome. Um, so, when did wrestling click for you? Because i I personally know, I personally have a memory in my head when it did click for you. Um, it was the summer going into your junior year. You were a district qualifier your freshman year, your sophomore year. You beat a couple ranked kids, but you didn't make it out of sectionals. We had a tough sectional that year. But that summer, all of a sudden, I feel like the wheels started turning. You want to talk about that?
1: Yeah. You know, to put it in the simplest terms, I just, I I figured it was time to grow up a little bit. Um, you know, personally I had, I had some, some life altering moments with my mother passing away freshman year and I was kind of being a little baby about it. Um, kind of went through my sophomore year with a bad attitude and didn't really have any desire to put my energy into anything. Um, and then, you know, after we didn't even make it out of sectionals against a sectional that was tough but I should have crushed that was really the the end statement for me I knew I needed to figure some stuff out and immediately um, you know I started hitting the weights super hard and we went overseas to Bulgaria that year and you know just gave me a whole new outlook on what I wanted to accomplish.
0: Absolutely I mean and would you think that the ability to get better was in Dubuque because right now we're in this kind of this bubble where you know the the answer is go to a super club. I'm gonna go here. I'm gonna go here. I'm gonna go here for partners and all that stuff. You didn't really do that. You did for a little bit with Young Guns as a kid, but when but when push came to shove, you did a lot of your
1: training around here in Dubuque. You want to go off that? Yeah. So <clears throat> you know, to all these kids who think you know you have to go to these super clubs uh, to 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 be among the best is is. A fallacy, you know. It's it's not realistic. Um, I've known a lot of not a lot of decent kids who have went to these great clubs and didn't get much better because it's not always about what the club is or who's at the club that's going to make you better. It's about your mindset going into it. And you know, for me, I had a lot of a lot of saw a lot of potential in a lot of things um, around the area. You know, in my off season training, such as the Iron Sharpens Iron wrestling camps. Um, I think those were a great opportunity where I was hitting three or four of those camps per summer, getting sixty matches every summer. Um, not a lot of kids can say they got a whole season plus some in matches over the course of two to three months. Um, that was really big for my development. Also, that paired with you know having a few local you know Division three colleges in the area, there were some guys that helped me do some off season training, um, and that was a big step in my progression as well. Okay.
0: And definitely, I mean, it, it, it definitely showed because your junior year was, I thought was the year, like I said before, was the year it clicked. You know, you still took some losses, but you were losing to, to tough guys, you know, guys that were going to D1 level, even before you were even at that D1 level. And I want to say the state tournament that junior year, man, you you showed up at 182 pounds. And for the record, guys, Boone started his wrestling career at 132 pounds, yeah.
1: 126
0: pounds as a freshman. His junior year, he shows up weighing 182 pounds, and state tournament shows up. Talk about your junior state tournament.
1: Yeah, uh, immediately going into the tournament, I had I had a bone to pick with the IA wrestle guys a little bit for my ranking. Um, I was much better than a lot of guys in those rankings, but due to, you know, how whoever runs the algorithm and how you rank guys, I didn't see as many, you know, large-scale opponents as some of the other guys, so I didn't quite boost up the rankings as much as I wanted to. Um, you know, I came in ranked ninth, and I tech or tech pinned the two, three, four, and five in the tournament, and I lost to the one, um, Chase Schultz. I lost a close match to him, who is, I believe, what, three-time champ, four-time finalist, um, you know, for me, it was, it was on a mission, you know, from the year before I had set my standards so high because I was so sick of, of being below my own level. And, uh, you know, I went into the tournament with that attitude and, you know, Joel Allen, you know, head coach will tell you, he thought I was being a baby after I lost, but I wasn't, you know, I was just, I was focusing in my own way to, to get the job done. And it was, even better that I had Colton Bartow right there with me doing it, too. Mm-hmm. You know, as was a guy who immediately clicked with my freshman year of high school. We were part training partners every year I was there through my whole time. And um, it was super unique and cool that we could both be at the same level and accomplish the same thing that year.
0: Absolutely. You know, and that year you went to Fargo just in Greco, right?
1: Yeah, so I actually went to Fargo and Greco at 195-pound class and weighed in at Fargo at 182. So. I was just kind of doing it to do it. Um, didn't really train it for it by any means. Just kind of wanted to do something. Um, definitely not a great <laughs> great move on my part. Uh, but, you know, what happened. I think I lost match before Blood Round or Blood Round. I was up 8-0, got headlocked, got pinned by a kid named uh, Bear Hughes.
0: Still an awesome name. I remember that match, yep. too. It was Bear Hughes. Um, but then, you know, that summer you know, you hit another growth spurt. You went from a 182 to about 230. Yeah. And, you know, we want to talk about that.
1: Yeah. So, uh, I was, it's, it's kind of depends on how you look at the situation, right? So some people would think, oh, hitting puberty is a great thing. And other people would say, oh, hitting it a little later is a great thing. Um, I think for me, it hit at the time I needed it to hit. I didn't really start hitting puberty until after my sophomore year, which is why I went from you know, hundred and fifty two pounds to two twenty pounds, but I also grew six, seven inches in height. So it's like, um I my dad's biggest thing was that he's always preached to me and others is hey, you know, when he's hitting puberty, have him lift weights. You know, that's the mo the fastest and most you'll ever grow in your life, so why not do something beneficial with it? And I just took full advantage of that opportunity.
0: Yeah, I mean in your in your family, like they know how to throw weight around. I mean yeah. you have tons of power lifters in your family. So finding the weight room was not hard for you. I think, you know, keeping you out of the weight room was probably more of a more of a difficulty that year oh, than anything. Um, but we want to talk about that senior year, man. You come in season. I want to say you're ranked third still, you know, uh, they they had you kind of pegged where you should have been. But I also know that you were, you looked at that rank and you were like, no, nah, I'm, I'm winning this thing. So talk about your senior year, man.
1: Yeah, you know, for anyone who really knows me, that senior year was nothing short of perfect. You know, I had one loss to on my record to, you know, eventual national finalist, uh, Daniel Kirkvillette. So he's 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 a beast, you know. And at the time, I didn't know who he was, but that was my only loss during the season. Um, I don't think I was actually ever scored upon by anyone other than him in the state of Iowa. Um you know, with a bonus percentage rate of, <laughs> you know, 90-something percent. Um, I had a great year. Uh, it made it better that I had, you know, a great team behind me. You know, we had a lot of high-caliber guys on our team that year, guys like Colton Bartow, once again, who was an, a state finalist that year. And uh, we had that incoming transfer from Louisiana, Josh Ramirez, and then Blake Bradley, who secured a fourth-place finish, I believe, that year. Um and, you know, it was just like everything fit into place. All those years of growing and training and suffering, for lack of a better word, um, it all hit at the right time. You know, I had I had a target on everyone else's back. You know, I didn't, I didn't think those rankings were in any bit accurate, especially given the guy who was one or two, what he was accomplishing or what he had accomplished. I just didn't think it was as high level as I was wrestling at. Um, I think really for me, my senior year, the moment that really changed my mindset and everything was the Francis Dugan match against Iowa City West.
0: Yes. And for people that don't know, Francis mm-hmm. Dugan also moved into the state that year. He was a two, ranked fifth in the country. He was a two-time state champ out of Pennsylvania. This kid was the talk of the town. And if you were at Waller that night, you know how big that, that duel was. I think it was probably the biggest duel I was ever a part of coaching-wise. Yeah. Um, you know, you had, we had two or three number one versus number one matchups that night. We had Josh Ramirez versus Nelson Brands, Boone versus uh, Francis Dugan. One match that was supposed to happen that didn't happen was Colton Bartow versus um, Ma- um, R- Ryan Sanderson, I believe it was, from Cedar Rapids Kennedy, yeah. who was ranked number one yeah. as well. That match didn't happen, but we still had two number one versus number one guys. That really doesn't happen. You know and boone that that Francis Dugan match I mean I'm pretty sure that opened up a lot of eyes and yeah. I, I know even for you that match was the match where you felt like no one could touch you that year was that true
1: yeah hundred percent you know after the the to reiterate after the Daniel Kirkley match I was a little. You know, my God, like I I hung with this guy and he was number two nationally at the time. I hung with him pretty well. I think he only beat me by, I believe, four points, three or four points. So it was a very close match, competitive match. And uh, going into the Dugan match, I was so sick of, you know, all the message boards and all the tweets and Instagram posts about Francis Dugan this. And, you know, Nelson Brands this because they were on the same team um, that I knew I was going to go in there and kill this kid. And I think just that is what I did. You know, I beat him pretty handedly, six-zero 0 decision. Um, and prior to that, I was didn't have my eyes set on D1 because I hadn't really done anything and I wasn't really getting reached out to by anyone. And, I mean, I think that night I had, you know, 10 or 15 Division one schools text me, reach out to me. And, um, you know, it felt even better two days later to pin him in the conference, conference finals. Yeah. Along with us <laughs> beating Iowa City West for the first time. And I don't know if, you know, how long, but. Ten years, maybe.
0: Yeah, very quick quick pause there. Shout out to my boy Mark Ryland, RIP. He was one of my mentors and coaching wise. So big shout out to him. Um, state tournament, your senior year, four guys going to the state tournament, and Waller ranked number one at the time, tournament wise, and we had four guys qualify. It was a tough it was a tough row for us to hoe. Talk to us about that.
1: Yeah, you know it's it's. It starts with you know great leadership. You know yourself and, and Joel Allen just did a great job at almost almost brainwashing us to believe that we really could do it. And you know it was no secret we knew we had you know the potential to have three champs you know among those four guys. So it was it was really a matter of hey we're going against the returning champs for this title. You know New Hampton Turkey Valley. Uh, you know, they sent, what, 10? You know, had 10 there, I think 8 in the semis. Like, it was a very, a very uh, damning thing when, you know, you have to compete against a team like that who's historically been good. And um, for us going into it, bonus points were everything. Um, I believe me, Colton, and Josh all pinned our way to the finals, which is a lot of bonus points. And Blake Bradley pinned every match that he won. You know, so out of the however many wrestled, he pinned his guys as well. Um, you know, it was, it was also a unique opportunity for me as well, um, being one of the only guys. I don't know if there's, I think there was one other person who pinned their way through the whole tournament. I'm not even sure, but I know I was one for sure of maybe two that year. Um, and I knew that's how it was going to go. I had zero doubts in my mind that any match would even be close, even with Jordan Baumler in the finals, who is the returning champ and the, the number one guy at my weight class. I just knew there was no. Chance in history that it was even going to be a close match um, You know, pitting it Was just the cherry on top
0: Yeah, and you know That that showed, I mean I mean, I people still think That the celebration you had After the, t- after the match was pretty epic um, I, I personally don't like to talk <laughs> about it But, you know I, I almost had to buy a new suit That night, but we're not going to talk about it here I, I might throw a video up on Instagram here When we debut this episode But that's here nor there but the thing that I want to talk about, you know, so you had your junior your junior your senior year success, you know, all of a sudden you become the number 5 yeah. rank in the country. Yeah. D1 coaches are calling, but you can't answer those calls. You want to talk about it?
1: Yeah. Um, you know, due to, you know, like I talked about previously with my mother passing, I was kind of being a baby and uh really let myself go in the classroom aspect of things. Um, there's a lot happening in my family that required my attention elsewhere. Um, but even beside that, I just, I never liked school. Um, I talked about, you know, I've, I've always had ADHD and sitting in a desk for eight hours straight listening to, you know, geometry is not fun for me. So I did a really poor job and, um, you know that stung. It stung to work really hard to get to that level of wrestling and not be able to go what is supposed to be the next step in D one wrestling. Um, you know, actually, shout out to one of my f- former Rutgers coaches, Coach Kiss. He was at Clarion at the time, and he was the one who told me. He's like, dude, you you can't go D one on a phone on a recruiting phone call. He called me, and I'm thinking like, this dude's telling me I can't go D one. What? Like, why'd you call? And, uh, you know, I, I did what I had to do. I took the next best step, and if I'm being completely honest, I think it was a better move that I didn't go D1 right away. I think going the JUCO route was a phenomenal option for me, and since then I've actually reached out to kids to go JUCO more often. I think it's a great opportunity where, hey, you can still get scholarship money and get your school paid for, get a degree, and still have tons of eligibility left to go D1. You know, a lot of kids take that route of going D1 when they're not ready. You know, it's a, it's a different atmosphere. And um, after my time now, three years in Division one, I'm grateful that I went to Iowa Central because it, it helped me get an edge on a lot of young guys coming in.
0: Yeah, and you just – you literally walked into my next route of why the JUCO route was better for you. I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I'm a full believer in that. I totally believe, hey, if you're not ready, you can tell a, a D1 coach, hey, I'm going to go the JUCO route just like baseball does it all the time. You know, I want to sharpen my skills. I need to figure out what the classrooms are like before I go on a gamble like this, you know. And I think it it did pan out for you because all of a sudden, a couple doors may have closed, but one big door opened, and that one was out in Jersey at Rutgers. Yeah. So your time at Rutgers, let's talk about it. Because not only did you get a junior college national title, you won the national tournament. Two weeks after that, COVID shuts down and everything, so you kind of double dipped, where you got your national title where other guys didn't. Yeah. Meanwhile, all of a sudden, your stock shoots up because no one really knows what happens in you know the D two D three area. So all of a sudden, you know Rutgers is on on you, and you decide to go to Rutgers, and you get an extra year of eligibility out of it.
1: So talk about your time in Jersey. Yeah, you know. Um Definitely a, a complete lifestyle change in every aspect of living. You know, I went out there on my own. I did not know anybody out there, you know, not even as so much as a few states away. I knew nobody out there even close. Um, took a lot of adjustments and a lot of changes. That first year, I was kind of in and out. We we didn't have many duels just because of the COVID and everything. I think we had four duels. Like, you know, one of them, I I, I wrestled in the Ohio State one. I beat Gaston Gary. I wrestled in the Purdue one. I beat their kid. And then I was blessed enough to wrestle Gable Stevenson as well. And that went so well. (laughs) Um, Definitely an experience for sure. Um, You know, and then time came and, you know, I lost a wrestle-off to a a guy who was in his fifth or sixth year. And it was unfortunate. You know, I had my sights set really large. um, But I just wasn't ready yet. I didn't have enough training time to be in the lineup yet. You know, we we out every other week for, you know, uh, close contact testing. So it was, it was a really unfortunate year. Um, and then the year that followed, I was, you know, a little bit ahead. You know, I was okay, starting to kind of get the hang of it. But even that year, just didn't have the size. Then it was a size issue, and I just wasn't big enough to, you know, hang around these guys that are 260 pounds to 280 pounds that are moving like me, but they have, you know, 40, 50 pounds on me, and that's, that's a really tough thing to deal with. Um, so once again, I regrouped, I locked it in, I put on about 40 pounds, and that um, takes us to this year. You know, I had a great year. I think I reached 18th or 19th in the rankings um, prior to the national tournament. Um, unfortunately, a Big tenza shattered my nose, so that put a hinder on my training leading up and went through some injuries during the year that required, you know, around three, four weeks off right before postseason. And, um, you know, excuses aside, I, I had a great year. You know, it's didn't end out how I wanted to by any means, but, um, you know, super thankful always, you know, to even reach this level of wrestling is something that kids don't reflect on enough, and um, it's quite an amazing opportunity, and um, it thoroughly enjoyed my time at Rutgers. I love my coaches, the community, the team, the relationships that I've built with the families out there and friends. Uh, those are the ones that will last last a lifetime. Of
0: course, yeah. And obviously, like you just said, you know, this year at Rutgers, you qualified for the NCAA tournament. You placed fifth or sixth of the Big Tens? Eighth. Eighth, I had a okay. forfeit out. Okay, and... yeah. But still, plays in the Big Tens. Yeah. Big Tens, best wrestling conference in the country.
1: Yep.
0: So you're right there. Get to the national tournament. What was that feeling like, the national tournament?
1: Um... It, it was it was surreal, you know, when you're growing up as a kid and wrestling in a state like Iowa where you have the Hawkeyes and the Cyclones and the Panthers and Wisconsin and Illinois are right across the bridge. Like, you grow up around these big programs, and that's all you want. You want to be at the national tournament. You want to wrestle in the national tournament. And, uh, you know, it was, it was honestly one of the best experiences of my life, even though it went horribly horrible. You know, for me, it was a great experience being able to, you know, Hey, I'm here. You know, I finally did something that ninety nine percent of of wrestlers can't say they've done. And uh, you know, for me, given how the tournament went, it wasn't great, but at the same time it was a great learning experience. You know, I, I have one year left now, I've touched the mats in there, I know the environment. Um, I have a different little bit of a different mindset going into it into that tournament for this year. Of course, yeah. I mean
0: I, I gotta go down to watch you wrestle D ones this year and I thought I mean, I was obviously I was elated and proud to sit there and watch you wrestle, even though the results didn't come the the way we, you or you know the community really thought could happen. But at the same time, I'm sitting there going, man, like this this could have been a completely different story. And like, look at you now, like you got a college degree, you're wrestling for Division one schools. I personally think you're going to be one of the more sought after coaches when you get out of get out of uh, competing. And I know that's something that you want to do, so. Just above all, man, Like I think you did Dubuque County super proud, and I don't think the chapter's closed yet. I, th- I still think there's a lot on the horizon for you, and I think a lot of people are going to be super excited to watch you compete this year, even though we're not going to be able to watch you compete nearly as much as, you know, Rutgers being on Big Ten Network, yeah. Pac-10 Network's going to be a little tough. I'm probably going to have to fork over and a couple extra <laughs> bucks to watch this year, but I'll gladly do it. Um, we're just going to wrap some things up, man. Uh, is there anyone that here that you want to thank before we, we wrap this up?
1: Yeah. You know, we've touched on a little bit, um, for anyone that's known me or known you, they know that we've been the best of friends since I, I mean, what fifth grade, fifth or sixth grade, you know, I came and wrestled at sixth grade at the Luther camp with you guys for, for Waller and the high school team. And, um, you know, I think that was the start of a, a beautiful relationship and friendship. Um, you know, I've, I've been through these highest of highs and lowest of lows and no matter what you're one of the guys that's always been right there next to me and um, obviously huge huge shout out to my family um, and all the coaches in my life um, I, I can proudly say I've never you know been around bad coaches or like oh I didn't like my team or I didn't like this I've never had that everywhere I've been it's been an amazing experience and um, I'm thankful thankful for it, every opportunity awesome man
0: well, just close up. Uh, this is obviously this is the first episode. I'm gonna end every episode with a question for every coach. So people that are listening, just be ready for this question. Boone,
1: you know I'm a shoe guy. <laughs> what was the favorite pair of wrestling shoes you ever wore? Yeah, I mean I'd have to say it was my Gutches, my Galaxy Gutches. I think those shoes are by far the most comfortable and coolest looking shoes I've ever worn. And um, a close second, I'd have to go my Rulon's. Yeah, you know, those are the classics.
0: Mm-hmm. Awesome, man. I mean, gosh, I mean, I, I feel like if I ask this question, I might get a hundred different answers. So I'm so glad that I got this conversation, got that answer from you. So Boone, thank you so much for joining me tonight. I appreciate this. I'm glad that hopefully you guys all enjoyed this conversation as well. Uh, Boone will be competing this year for Oregon State University at 285 pounds. So be on the lookout for him. Uh, any final words?
1: Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, it's, it's always a blessing to get to chat wrestling with you. And um, I think a lot of people are going to be way interested in the people that you interview from here on out. And uh, go Beavers. All right, buddy. Thank you so much.
0: Man, Boone absolutely killed that. He came in here with so much confidence. If you know Boone, just exuberates confidence. So I was super glad he was able to take time out of his schedule to come in and speak before he took off for Oregon. He'll be wrestling for Oregon state at 285 pounds. If you're able to see him wrestle this year, please go ahead and do so. I want to thank you guys again for joining me on this first episode. It has been an absolute dream of mine to start a wrestling podcast. And so for Dubuque area sports podcast to reach out to me and ask me if I want to do this, I'm so blessed and I'm so excited to have you guys with me on this ride. I just started an Instagram page at Worms Weigh In. If you go ahead and go on there and give me a follow, there I'll be putting coverage of our interviews. I'll be posting highlight videos of upcoming episodes. Also, when the season starts, I want to start doing like weekly athlete awards and, you know, takedowns of the week, those type of things to give love to the Dubuque County wrestlers that are busting their butts during the season. So thank you guys again so much. Stop in at Weigh-in on Instagram. Give me a follow. I would absolutely appreciate it. So again, talk to you guys later. Deuces. Before we get going, I want to say thank you to our sponsors one more time. Big thanks to Raider Outdoor Power. Thank you guys so much for all your support in the wrestling area and the community. And also thanks for your support of the podcast. If you guys need any lawnmower power equipment, or you finally want to ditch that electric smoker and upgrade to a Green Mountain pellet grill, the salespeople at Raiders Outdoor will power you up and get you out the door with anything that you guys need. Raider Outdoor Power. Located at 2580 Rockdale Road out in Key West, Stephen Melville Mel will be able to take care of all your needs. There's a reason powder coating has such great reputation for strength, durability, and beauty. It can transform metal surfaces into long-lasting finishes able to withstand heavy use and harsh environmental conditions. At Lane's Custom Steel, they have been offering custom powder coating solutions to businesses and individuals since 2019. Their skilled team of professionals are dedicated to providing you with high-quality finishes that will last many years. Email at lanescustomsteel at gmail.com. That's L-A-N-E-Z Steel at gmail.com.